WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just, you know, watching some good Hawks hockey, I guess. <laughs> it's weird. Like, every other week, it's like, yeah, watching some dog shit hockey. Watching some good hockey. Dog shit hockey. Good hockey. And a week, it... <laughs> a games that they shouldn't be winning, and then games they're losing that they should be winning. Yeah. It's it's like every time they start to get made fun of, then they're like, "Hey, fuck you!" <laughs> like, like we can win, all right? Well, we what don't the, need to, but like, okay. Also, what's very interesting is what the league is learning too. Is if you are somehow connected to the Patrick Kane trade situation, is don't go trading for somebody right before you play him because he will come and shove it up your pooper. And make sure you realize that you made a mistake by not picking him up. We've had some vintage cage performance is uh oh, this past week. Uh yeah. lots to talk about with Kaner, lots to talk about with Taser. And I think real quick, we should just get into the news that dropped about 20 minutes before we started recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Hawks made their first trade of trade deadline season. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Technically. <laughs> the Technically. first trade in in the realm of the deadline. So uh, the yeah. Black Hawks picked up Zaitsev. Zaitsev. 2023 second round pick. Mm-hmm. A 2026. What was it? Fourth round? Yeah, fourth round pick. For good old future considerations. Uh, Third round. Wait. Oh, fourth round. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, where? Where is it? It's not even 26 not even listed on cap friendly right now. I'm like, where the hell is it? Um. Yeah, so basically what they picked up was they got a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick for taking a one more – or technically a year and a quarter of of Zaisev's contract. Um, it's a good trade in terms of it's going to help the Hots get to the cap floor next year. It's going to ensure that the Hots have some defensive bodies that can play just in case guys that we've talked about potentially being available in Jake McCabe, Jack Johnson, those guys get dealt. So yep. we have someone to step up right there, and you're not completely going with the young guys and and fucking with their development a little bit. Uh, what did what did you think of the trade? I mean, it's great. It's it, Ottawa fans are excited because there's four point five million coming off the books, and like I guess he's not like the greatest defenseman, which is great for us because we want to lose some games. And like you said, if we're gonna be moving some of our defensemen like at the deadline. Like this gives us the option of not having to bring up more of the young guys just yet. Plus, he's got another year on his deal, and we've seen kind of recently how like the less pressure to like win, like some of these guys have been stepping up. So next year, like if he shows anything, hey, deadline fifty percent retained, get something back for him. Like it's a good move. Yeah. Like. If he doesn't play well, good. We're not gonna. We're not trying to win anyway, and you don't have to re-sign him after the next season. But like, it's another defensive or like another body on the defensive side that we could use before all of our defensive prospects are basically ready. So he's played twenty eight games this year. I don't know. I honestly have not filed or really thought about him this year at all. So, um, twenty eight games at all. Uh, twenty. 28 games this season, no goals, five assists. He's a minus five out there, eight penalty minutes. Um, yeah, like averaging about 17 minutes of ice per game, 43 blocks, 61 hits, uh, 13 giveaways versus three takeaways. So, yeah, not going to be in the Norris consideration anytime soon. No. So it's, yeah, this is exactly the type of moves that you're going to be wanting to see and you're going to be seeing probably for the next two, three years, maybe. As long as the Hawks have cap yeah. space. And the Hawks have cap space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were saying. It brought them up to like, what, 16 million at deadline space? Yeah. And um, I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, 16. <laughs> so, I mean, we could potentially take on even more, more bad contracts even with like one year deals or something like that, like teams that really need a, to move a guy to make something work for, for their playoff hunt this year. 
if the Hawks aren't going to be making some moves, like if let's say it deadline comes and goes, like Taze also isn't going anywhere. We mentioned, or I don't know if we, we haven't mentioned that yet, but we'll get to there in a second. It's that's like one contract that would have likely been like a cap retained. And Kaner's another one, like he would likely be a cap retained contract. If neither of them end up moving and the Hawks could have the space to help broker a deal somewhere else to get just free assets for cap space. Exactly. And the, and like, we have so much of it. It's just like, yeah, whatever, man, like who cares? <laughs> and right, right now we're up to seven picks in the first three rounds of this, this draft, which is being considered one of the better draft pools in a long time. And you have to imagine that that's just going to get more. We're going to get more picks in that potentially another first rounder. If, if Kane decides to get moved, I definitely think at least one or two second rounders coming with Lafferty. Um, it's being reported that, that the asking McCabe. price for him. Yeah. McCabe, uh, Domi, like these are all, I mean, we are going to be in a really good, really good spot coming this draft. I hope so. I mean, even the later, like even the second round pick that we just got from Ottawa is a 42nd. So that's like not too far out at first, but we even saw with what the Hawks did last year during the draft when they picked up Peter Morazic is like they used a second rounder as well to move up into the first round. So like just having extra second and third round picks can help you make man- maneuvers into more first round picks as well. Like exactly. you don't have to just hold those picks to use those picks. You can use those in the trades as well. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's great. Up the value. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Davidson so far, I know it's a very small sample Piece right now of, of, of what he's been doing with this rebuild but I mean I think he's passing I think he's flying like doing great he is he is making the tough decisions to move guys that knew the fan base was not going to be happy about but what he's doing with them he stuck to his guns he he got the draft picks he wanted for them he was able to get the prospects he wanted for them and we are in a much better position because of it we talked about I think last episode was before his first or after his first draft, whatever the Hawks were ranked 25th in overall prospect pool. And this year, like six months later, they're up to five. And that's one draft, one draft with pretty good with very few picks that he had to regain because of Bowman. Now he's got a surplus of draft picks, including potentially a top three pick. Potentially. And the greatest thing about this whole trade is the fact that we gave up nothing. <laughs> we we gave up nothing, and we got a, a second rounder in a really good draft, a projected really good draft. So, great. Love it. Excited. Love it. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll talk about – you want to talk games, or do you want to talk about the other stuff going on among, among – let's talk, let's talk games first. Games? All right. Uh, so the Hawks played a lot of hockey since we last recorded. I believe it was five games. They finished, what was it, three and two? Three and two. Three and just two. As, just as everyone expected. Everyone expected it, yes. Written up, and it feel like every time you count the Hawks out is when they go and they fucking just turn it up, which is so stupid in a season like this. But... Um, they kicked it off with the Valentine's Day game in Montreal, and... Lost for nothing. I remember watching this entire game and I cannot tell you one thing that happened because it was just bad, bad, bad hockey. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it. But just looking at like even just the team stats, it doesn't seem like it was anything crazy. I did I watch I can't remember if I watched this game <laughs> or not, actually. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I got too much of like a like of the recent games just like stuck in my head. Yeah, it just it just wasn't good. Um, then they go the next day. They face the Toronto Maple Leafs, who my favorite stat. I think this might be my favorite hockey stat now. Is that going to this game, the Toronto Maple Leafs were the highest betting favorite in NHL history. Like that is saying something about your team when you were looked so poorly upon that they set a new record how big of a favorite they are i mean they won so i mean they were right but they were right they scored nine seconds into the game yeah well <laughs> Neal in, right yeah it was <laughs> after seeing the whole like oh like biggest favorite ever 
I was like, nah, man, it's, it's Mrazic revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave up a goal nine seconds in, and I was like, I guess revenge game's canceled. I know. It was because <laughs> I, was, I was golfing that day, and I get the text, like, all right, Mrazic revenge game. And literally, like, a minute later, yeah, you can cancel that game. I'm like, what the fuck happened? The game just started. <laughs> Sorry, one nothing. But, I didn't even see this, but the Hawks out hit him 42 to 25. I mean, Toronto's kind of soft, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I think you can take advantage of Toronto a bit. Also, Austin Matthews, it was his first game back after the injury that he suffered, like, pre-All-Star break. Two points, not a big deal. Yeah, I picked up just completely fine. <laughs> I did like Sam Lafferty, though, answering back pretty quickly. Tied yeah. back up very quick. Uh, it was, what, a minute, just a little, over a minute into the game that he scores. Uh, the ties yes. it up. Awesome Matthews makes it three to one. Kurashev gets on the board again. Forty six seconds into the second. Does wait? Did Lafferty score a shorty? Uh, I think he scored a shorty this week. I don't think. I don't know. If I don't think this game. game. No, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't think it was this game though. No, it wasn't. But actually, because I'm just watching like the the highlight of the goal, it's funny that both goals came on the first shot for both teams. Oh, really? Yeah, like that was the first Hawk shot, and Nylander clearly the first to, like, leave shot. So I wonder when was the last time that ever happened? Yeah, I don't know. What a weird, weird way to start a game. Um, Lafferty scores a shorthanded goal the next game against Ottawa. That's uh, what it is. Okay. Yeah. He's um, but- tied for league lead in shorthanded goals with, like, four. Dude, I think we're selling ourselves short by asking only for a second-round pick for him, man. I think he needs a Hagel deal. Yeah, right. He's gonna come out and get a Hattie. That would that's still the funniest thing to me. Hagel scores a Hattie and they go, What do you think the trade value just have? He's like, I think two firsts. <laughs> Tampa's like, Yeah, he's right. He's right. And we'll toss in two players on top of that just to be yeah. safe. Yeah, crazy just, stuff. That's the an NHL when you get the you do like a ridiculous trade offer and it's like, I'm gonna say yes to this before you uh change <laughs> before you change your mind. <laughs> I mean, Hagel has been probably one of the better players on the Lightning, which is crazy. I think he's still, like, way up there in points. He might have over, like, 50 right now. He's he's really fucking good. He's so good. Game. He's so worth it. He wasn't here for a long time, but he's got he 47 for, points. He was, here for, he was here for a good time. Yeah, 47 points. Goals. Yeah, 22 goals, 25 assists. I fucking forgot what it was, but somebody recently had posted basically every team's um like war percentage of their players on the hockey subreddit. And it shows like offensive war, defensive war, just like regular war percentage. And like Hagel's is like in the 90s, <laughs> like everything. And I was just like, yeah, he's so good. See, I'm so glad we got Radish out of that deal. Yeah, he had to be really upset. Like, yeah, I'm happy for the two first round, but also like, not like being able a, a to have player, a player. A player yeah, 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 that's that makes it so much sweeter. Um, but yeah, then the only other theme really from that game was uh, Kershev gets his uh, eighth of the season. Uh, Hawks lost that one five to two. Fast forward to the following Saturday, Hawks were in Ottawa. Uh, Kaner. This was right after the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs traded for Ryan O'Reilly, um, who Hawks allegedly, I mean, he came out, uh, there was things came out saying that Toronto wasn't an option, but there's also reports saying that's it was him in the Rangers, blah, blah, blah. Well, Kaner even came out saying, like, don't believe everything you hear. Like, I don't think Toronto was a th- place he really wanted to go. But, but you- it's funny. It's funny that when the rumors leak that Kane wants to go somewhere, St. Louis turns around and cucks him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, with the quickness, Kane is really thinking about going to the Rangers. Hey, here's Tarasenko. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just give, him, give us whatever. Give us whatever. <laughs> and then Toronto comes out like, oh, Kane's thinking maybe Toronto's like the only other option. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Here's Ryan O'Reilly. Just take him. Just take him. I don't care. Just take him. <laughs> there is an I can't remember which episode we talked about it, but I've pretty much fucking called that. I said, well, I go, I guarantee you St. Louis is going to fucking screw us over and we're not going to get Caner's like trade value because of it. And I was all excited when they both got hurt. So I was like, all right, cool. That's not an issue. But 
no, Kane's got to wait. Oh, yeah. to think about his future. Blah, blah, blah. Grow up, Kane. Accept the trade. Grow up. Um, but yeah, so Kane goes, puts up two goals, two goals against Ottawa in this one. He was just, that's a couple of games. He's just been on a, like a pissed off. I don't know why, or I mean, I guess we know why he's pissed off, but vintage Kane is essentially yeah. what I'm saying here. Holy shit. Uh, he scored 44 seconds into the first on that one. Uh, then the Hawks go down three to one. Lafferty gets the shorthanded goal in the in the third to make it three two. Kaner ties it up with just under five minutes left in the third, and then Anthony Siu puts his twelfth away, which I was very surprised he has that many because I kind of feel like. What game are we talking about? Ottawa. Oh. Which one did you think you're talking about? I was looking at Toronto, and I was just like. Three to one. What has happened? Are you <laughs> like, the, the Toronto? I, no, because we because we were just talking about Toronto. But oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Because yeah, the Hawks were down three to one. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Anthony C gets his twelfth of the year, which I was very surprised that he actually had that many because I kind of feel he's been like irrelevant out there. Like I, I've kind of forget about him. He's kind of getting the Tyler Johnson treatment a little bit, where I forget he's on the team. He's been making moves, like it. Even the last game, I just noticed him a lot where it was a lot of opportunities to take the puck wide. And he's just like, no, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm going to cut to the middle. I'm like, oh, all right. And like, it worked like half the time. But yeah, like you said, vintage Kane, though. Oh my God. What it, game was it that he scored a goal and it got waved off because he ran into the net? Athena, oh, Athanasio, yeah, oh, I don't that know. Toronto on Sunday, but it was so funny because it was like, oh, was it this past week? I thought you were talking about like way earlier in the no, season. No, 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 it definitely I think happened earlier in the season. It, it happened this week. Like it's just, it's so funny. I'm watching it. And I'm just like, he's straight up the Money Ducks kid. Like he's so yeah. fucking fast, and he can't. He's Lu- he's Luis Mendoza. Luis Mendoza, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, holy shit! I'm watching that, and he's like, he scores the goal. And he's like, throws his hands up, and then he just like head down because he knew it right away. He didn't even look at the ref. Like he just skated away. It was so fun. I- I swear to God, he should just wear a cowboy hat during warm-ups and just fully embrace the Luis Mendoza. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Hawks win that one overtime, uh, four to three. Just like everybody thought would happen. Everybody thought would happen. I was wish I was hoping for a little bit more from Debrinket, too. Like a rep- but maybe he's saving his revenge tour for uh, the sixth. For the sixth when he's in Chicago. Yeah. And then so. that brings us <laughs> to Sunday. Oh no, Vice pause that. The I got my dates mixed up. The auto game was Friday. Yeah. And that was before the trade. So Kane was pissed off and going all out before the trade even happened because that dropped late Friday. Yeah, I mean, he it, that's true. Yeah, it was like a late night yeah. move. It was weird. That, um, but he angled at tweet. He looked he out. looked really good. Yeah, in that Ottawa game. Oh yeah, and I think it was just because I don't know, probably because they were in Canada and they were just in Toronto, and they were the the biggest favorites, and like just all probably a bunch of people saying Kane's not worth it, and he's just like, yo, fuck this place. <laughs> like, do, you think he, do you think he pays attention to that shit? I I mean, it's impossible for him to not hear about it because all he's heard probably this entire season is like, where do you want to go? Are you you thinking about being traded? And he he's the media comes for him anyway, even if he doesn't have like social media, like they're going to ask him all the questions that are like every, everybody's mind. Like it's fucking annoying. I'm sure. And then did you see um, earlier in the week, they were asking him questions and it was like about like essentially trades and all that kind of stuff. And then one of the reporters accidentally called him Taves and he goes, he goes, yeah, I wish Jonathan was here so he can answer some of these questions and get, get you guys off my back a bit. <laughs> and that's great. Um, and then what, what what I wanted to ask too, when we were talking about the whole Toronto stuff with him, you were saying like how he came out and he said, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, it wasn't really an option. Don't believe whatever you, do you think though somebody came up and was like, Hey, you kind of like showed a little too much emotion about the, you know, with your Ranger comments about not going there. Let's uh, let's spin it back a little bit. Like let's not go. Or do you think he generally it did not see them as an option? I think that like, he probably just generally didn't see them as an option. It, I think everybody else, out there is like that would make so much sense like kane and matthews like together like two american boys in toronto like they love playing against each other it's like yeah like they love the competition i'm sure he would love to play with them on team usa but like i don't think he's like i'm dying to play in toronto right 
like i don't know i the more it lasts like the more i'm on your side of like i just don't i don't think he's going anywhere which i think is great i I like both options (laughs) i just i don't see i mean we could talk about this in a little bit or if you want to get into it now um Let's recap the game. Let's, there's two more games left. We'll, we'll get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then Toronto comes back. Uh, they're in Chicago this time. And everybody's prepared for it just to be another shit show game. I was like. Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, this is his first, like, second game with, uh, with the Leafs. Patrick Kane, again, scores the first goal of the game. Yes. And Tavares ties it up literally about two minutes later on the power play. And then it was all Kaner. Yeah. Back-to-back goals in the second period make it three to one. Um, this first goal, they almost disallowed, or this, the second, the hat-trick goal, they almost disallowed. They Yeah, the hat-trick goal was the one that, like, he banked in off of Samsonov. Yeah. And it was just like, the I honestly, like, when he was going around the back of the net, I was like, oh, my God, please, please, like, like lacrosse move it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think he like thinks like that because obviously he's an older player and Dude, never, I was... never tried to add that to his repertoire, but I was just like, Oh, Oh, do it. And then he throws it off the back of him. I was like, all right, well that works. It's <laughs> Patrick Kane trying to do the Michigan is like the Steve Buscemi, like, Hey, what's up young fe- like fellow kids <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like that. <laughs> yeah. shows. Oh my God. You could trade well, for it, me. I'm, it's I'm, funny. I'm, Cause yeah. Like even thinking about like the older players, like Sidney Crosby tried to do that before, and he tried to do it with a backhand, and that that would have been wild. But he's got man. no curve. Of course, he could do it with his back. Kane can do it too. Kane's got no curve on his stick. Like it's, I don't understand how those players play with that. That's uh... it's one of the craziest things about this game that I noticed too was Toronto was basically it seemed like they were afraid of Kane. Like if you watch like the first goal, like. He just carries the puck into the zone, and they give him like a bunch of room because they're afraid that he's going to find somebody and dish it off, and then he just ends up shooting it through a defenseman and scores. It was, it was legitimately vintage Kane. Like, yeah, like every time he touched the puck, he had space because like they didn't want to get burned. And I was like, okay, like he's going to just still do stuff with it. Like, sounds great. Yeah, I just it sucks because it's like he shows these like like glimpse of his old self and in the problem he can still be in this league oh, yeah. and, and all that. And then it's like, so then you're like, all right, well, cool. Use that as value. Let's move him. Let's get him and all. And then we can bring him back type of thing. But then at the same time, it's like, like I understand bringing him back would be awesome. Like we trade him, we bring him back. That's cool. He's, he'll still retire Blackhawk. There's just something about like him and Taves retiring as playing only for the Hawks. You yeah. know, like the Makita type of situation. Like that is what I, I, I personally, as a fan, as a selfish reason, I would much prefer that. I oh yeah, I, I said before, that. it's like I'd rather just have him chase franchise records. And then seeing games like this against Ottawa and then against Toronto, it's like I don't want to like not no. watch that. No, like we've been so we've been so Plus, spoiled with good hockey from him over this year. Oh, yeah. It's like now that it's like potentially gone it's like we're just remembering it we're just like oh no he he was so good he's so good <laughs> yeah he's insane fucking oh my god um cole gutman also got his first goal of this game <laughs> that's right game game winner game winner cole gutman he's and so it was good. a it was a great goal too um i think it was also funny the fact that like max domi assisted on every one of kane's goals and then ended up getting the uh getting Kane ended up assisting him on the empty yeah. netter. Yeah. Another another situation when Kane corral the empty netter, Kane gets the puck in the defensive zone, three guys collapse on him. And because he just like held it for a second, looked up ice, and Domi just flew up the boards and he just socked it over to him. He had wide open lane, just takes it and scores. It's just that was the kind of stuff where like they really showed a lot of respect to like what Kane could do. Yeah. So oh, I'm just watching the Gutman goal. I, I I'm watching it too because I was trying to remember which one this it was which, a which of his two it was. And it was the yeah, Holy it was shit. a rip and a half. I remember when it was like going down and I saw the shot. I was like, "Who the fuck shot that?" And I was like, "Oh my god, Cole Gutman! No, no way." 
Can we also talk about how like the the big win this game was that it was on ESPN Plus and Hulu exclusive, and so there was no Chris Vosters and there was no Leah Hexel, like double win. That was good. That was a good win. Um, yeah, triple Hawks win that one five to two, just like we drew it up. Uh, Yeah, revenge game against Toronto comes in. Jackson (laughs) Stauberg again. It's it's insane to me that like so. What four and one now? Cole, Cole, yeah, four and one. Cole Gutman, huge goal, game winner, and like I'm vibing with Cole Gutman now too, because like he's got a lot of confidence ever since that goal. Like you saw his his play in the 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 game um yesterday, Vegas. There we go. Yeah, uh, he was very, getting real confident. That's when he ends up scoring there too. But got him collegiate player that just ended up not signing with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who was like a sixth round pick. And Jackson Stauber, another collegiate player. From. Yeah. He, he just went on he just didn't sign with the uh, Tampa. And then Jackson Stauber was an undrafted player coming out of Providence, playing college hockey, had a good season last year, and he's he's <laughs> playing great here. And I'm just like, hey, free stuff? I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think our scouting department is just so good too. I mean, it's easy enough that with like those kinds of players though too. Like they they show they have a a good like last year or so in college and you throw them an entry level deal and be like, hey, here's the next level. Like prove yourself. Let's see what you yeah. can do. And like you didn't waste a draft pick. You didn't. You're just kind of using a roster spot. But I mean, plenty of those to go around really. Right. All right, so then that means Vegas is the last game on our little recap tour here. Um, I did not watch this one, so if you watched it, I will let you let you. Yeah, it was it. it was a pretty good game. Um, the amount of times they repeated Vegas's record against the Hawks, I was like, yes, I get it. We are not good against Vegas. <laughs> like, it's something like eleven and two in so- in something. I don't know. I was like. Yes, I understand. Vegas has beaten us a bunch. Like that's not anything new. Whatever. Um, I didn't get to see the first goal Vegas scored because I was kind of floating around my house doing stuff. Um, but saw the Cole Gutman goal. It's another where he just flies up the ice, does like a forehand backhand, leaves it five hole on the goalie, and just he he motors, man. And he knows how to finish. And I'm really excited to see what more he can do because this is two goals in his first four games. And he's been playing on a line with – it says he was assisted by Johnson and Red. Okay, so he must have been out there. I think he was – I think he was in the middle of a change because he's not on Tyler Johnson and, and Taylor Rash's line. Um, I don't know who he's playing on a line normally with. It must be like Reese Johnson and – well, Reese Johnson was out that game. Was yeah, was he? He's in concussion protocol. I think they put him in that right before the game. I'm just trying to think of who would who would have been on his line because like the third line is Athanasio, like Lafferty, Dickinson. Oh, he must have been Kachuk and Blackwell. Or wait, they what? have him as he. They have him as the center for Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish on Cap. Was he? That's what they have on Cap friendly. Man, weird. I don't remember. I don't remember who was playing on what line, but he was noticeable out there. Um, Jack Eichel just scored a really good goal, just to kind of show that he's still pretty good. I'm surprised, like he hasn't have more points, but I don't know. Vegas is weird. Where I don't like when they traded for him, his line mates were supposed to be Pacioretty and Stone, and neither of them can stay healthy. Yeah, so according to Charlie Romeliotis, Romeliotis, he had Tyler Johnson, Gutman, and Radish. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I like that. Um I just I don't know. Like the third period was like very okay. <laughs> but when the Hawks went and had an empty net, I was like, oh okay, like Vegas is gonna score. Like that always happens. But the Hawks ended up going on the power play because Petrangelo had a delay of game, threw it over the glass, and Tyler Johnson scored like right off a face off. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> Assisted by Kane, too. And then 
in overtime, man, in the dwindling <laughs> seconds of overtime, Patrick Kane fucking rips a clapper with no time left and gets disallowed because it was in the air, not crossing the line with like 0.1 seconds left. And it was just the wildest ending. I was losing my mind. I was like, I've first of all, I've never seen Patrick Kane like take a slap shot like <laughs> that often. And the fact that he sniped it so hard, I was like, I was losing my goddamn mind. It was amazing. And then they're like, well, doesn't count. It's like the probably the greatest goal this whole season hasn't counted. It's like, God damn, dude. Should the NHL adapt the NBA policy if the puck is in motion at the horn? No. It still counts. <laughs> no. Then it's going to be some weird shit where it's like, throw the puck in the air. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just like bat it around. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And then I was um, asking you this too before we started recording. I'm going to just put it out there for the listeners. Have you ever seen a team down so bad in the season that they are parading around a disallowed goal highlight so much as like something like the greatest thing that's ever happened? Like, it's so funny. Like you think that that was the game winning goal as many times it's been on social media for oh, the Hawks. It should have been the game winning goal. Like it was, oh, I know it it's sick insane. goal, but it's just so funny that they're just like, Hey, yeah, you guys remember this goal last night? It has nothing to do yeah. with the outcome of the game, but Hey, look at it. <laughs> I mean, the, the Hawks played a great game though. Morazic had a great game. Um, it went down to a shootout. Tyler Johnson ended it. He had a good game, man. It was it was a fun one to watch. But I thought that Max Domi was going to murder somebody because <laughs> he he got a misconduct against Keegan Colasar, who is way bigger than him, and he does not give a shit. <laughs> Always a but, psycho, man. Yeah, he is a psycho, and I love it. But yeah, man, Hawks played great. It was a fun game to watch. Is, um, is Phil's I, streak I, still going? By the way, Phil's streak, yeah. Yeah, it's still going. You would hear about it. It would be like, oh, the streak finally ended. But no, it's yeah. still going. <laughs> um, God damn, dude. It was it was great. I love it. All right. <sighs> Three stars of the week. Uh, Max Domi had eight points. Yeah, that was about to say. <laughs> One goal, seven assists. Uh, I think that puts him at second star, though, because I think first star, you got to go with Vintage Kaner. Like just vintage Kane, yeah. And third star, you got to go Cole Gutman. Yeah, Cole Gutman. First NHL goal, and then it was a game winner, and then he also scored another one the next day. Yeah, pretty good. Feeling it. I mean, it's excited. Like, it's, I think we said this a couple times, but it's like if you're watching these games, and especially ones that have like guys making their NHL debut or like young guys that haven't played a lot with them, that could potentially be a part of the future plan for this team going forward. Maybe not like superstar level, but hey, the role guys and all that kind of stuff. And you're watching these games. Solid roster players. Yeah, and they're and they're doing good things like Gutman has Gutman is and and Reichel when he came up and he had his awesome like two games before getting sent back down. It's like these are the things you gotta really take in this season and, and those are the those are the positives you have to look at. Yeah, there's there's little minor parts of the team that are very exciting to watch. Like if the team's not winning, then it's fine. Big picture, big picture. Um so, yeah, I guess then that really leaves down to a couple topics here for Hawks talk. Um, the first one being the big news about Jonathan Taves uh, essentially came out that he is dealing with long COVID and still dealing with side effects of his chronic. Oh, fuck. I thought what it, chronic immune. Um, Why am I blanking on this right now? It's a uh, chronic immune syndrome. <laughs> I don't remember. Immune response syndrome. Yeah, immune response syndrome. Um. So basically, he's been out. And he's been still dealing with that. Um. And long COVID. Long COVID, which I don't know what it that is or that what that's really a thing or not. But I don't know, man. It's here. if you're still just feeling bad. Like that's the that's the one issue is you can't really tell like how everyone is going to react for, to something that we've never experienced before. So I mean, people like, are overreacting about something that there's not enough research on yet. Wow. Surprise. Oh, it's crazy. Like let's, <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially he said that he's out. Um, he's trying to focus on, he still thinks he's going to play hockey this year and he's hoping it will be sometime in March. 
um, which mean brought the question then what's his future hold for the trade situation? And Kyle Davidson said that due to uncertainty of his health, they will not be seeking a trade for Jonathan Taves. So that kind of puts out a couple of questions uh, out there for Taves. It's like one, will he play again this year? Like, are we confident that we're going to see him again? And two, where does, where does he go from now? Like, does he try to sign an extension with the Hawks? Does he try going somewhere else? Or does he does he hang it up at the end of the year? I mean, I don't know. a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. Yeah. I mean, personally, <laughs> personally, I don't know what your opinions are on it, but it's like, I think for for how much he struggled the past couple of years with dealing with, with this illness and, and everything, and it's just, it's almost not worth it for him to keep playing. And it's like, I think the smart decision for him might be to hang it up. Like his his legacy is is secure. His legacy has been yeah. made. He is going down as one of the best two way forwards in the game, one of the best centermen in the hockey. He's got a Stanley Cups. He's got his Con Smythe. He's got a Selkie. He's got Olympic gold, World Junior gold, World Cup gold, uh, World Championship gold, U seventeen gold. Like the dude's a winner. Like whatever yeah. he did, and it's just it sucks that it's got to go out that way. And it's just like the curse of the Blackhawk, like that twenty ten Blackhawk team or like just the cup teams, it's like not a single player yet. I guess Keith technically has. Keith was kind of like, hey, are you coming back or are you retiring? Yeah. So but it's like, <laughs> like we need cap space. Can you retire? <laughs> nobody. Yeah. Nobody has really retired on, on their own terms. Like they were kind of forced into retirement. Yeah. Other than like Yalmerson. Yeah, that's true. But Yalmerson got traded to Arizona and then was like, my body hurts. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know if I can really play that much right now. But like, this yeah, shit I is mean, hard on me. Do I want to like, see? He's, he's even playing in Sweden right now, actually. Right. Still, so. Playing in Sweden is more appealing than playing in Arizona. Let's just put that out there. Well, I mean, if, I'm, I'm sure Sweden is also just like gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> but the mullet, man, the mullet. Yeah, he's missing out on that though. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that place is a wild, wild place. But yeah, so it's like I don't know what are your, what are your thoughts about Taves in a, in a whole situation? Uh, I don't know, man. He, he, I don't see him just like quitting. He's such a competitor, and knowing that he, like he probably feels like he has a lot left in the tank, it might just be like you remember when like Mike Fisher. Like just didn't sign a deal until like until like, like playoff time. Yeah, can see him do that. Like not sign, but like leave the door open. Just kind of take it easy. Did, I could you... also see him just fucking signing a deal. Like I know that he wants to even just try and come back for the end of this season. Yeah. So it's like, all right, <laughs> like if you want, if you can make it. Does it hurt his legacy at all if he tries to keep playing and he does like that Mike Fisher style deal where he just signs with a team in the playoffs for like <laughs> for like you know like the last half of the season or something like that or is it like because I don't know like that's I've always felt weird about that like no I I mean well Mike Fisher was also signing with Nashville it wasn't like a different team I don't I don't know if Taves would actually sign with like a different team. Yeah. It doesn't seem like like that's not something that, that seems right. <laughs> you do that when well, would a team really do that? Like, yeah, whether like I don't know what teams out there are like. Yeah, we'll keep a roster spot open for like when we make a playoff push and you can come in towards like the deadline. Yeah. Like usually, it's like a, a guy's very well acquainted with the team and the ownership and. Yeah, maybe, I Winnipeg. maybe Winnipeg would be open for that just because he's from the t- from Winnipeg. Um, their GM was it. Shelday yeah, was around in the beginning of his career out here. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and then the other thing I have, um, we already kind of talked about it was the whole Kane situation. I mean, is there really more to touch on yet? We should have an answer in the next day or two if he's going to be willing to move. I mean, he's gotten to see Toronto like this past week twice apparently one of the trade destinations for him. He gets to see Dallas tonight, another team that wants to push for him. Got to saw got to see Vegas yesterday, another team that's interested in him. And it's like Dallas it's kind of it's really yeah. funny that like right before the trade deadline, the, the teams that are interested or he's apparently interested in 
are the ones that we're playing. It's kind of like, this is, look at this team that you could be playing yeah. for that we're playing against. Like, I'm surprised, like, we're not playing Carolina or something. <laughs> Alice, I think, is out. I don't think they have what the Hawks need or want in a return for him. They don't have a first-round pick this year. So, I mean, right there, that's that's out. Unless they're willing to take a first pick next year. Or a prospect. But who are their prospects? That's the thing, too. It's like, I don't... Um, um, let's see. Edmonton, apparently, too. I, saw, I was just reading this. Edmonton apparently made their pitch for Kane. And it's essentially on him now. Which they... I guess... Everybody can say that regardless, but they had uh Dallas had a first round pick that they used last year at 18th overall, left-handed defenseman named Leon Bischel. Which I mean, we if they just want to collect like a first round prospect, like you can do that. Do we need defense though? That's the question. We need more offensive prospects at this point. Yeah, maybe. But that's like the only guy that they have in their system that's not signed. That's a first round pick. And then the other thing too, that is why I'm counting. I'm considering Vegas out of it is apparently like his, his dad is always at home games. It's oh yeah. All the time. And that's very important to him. And his dad doesn't fly. So he drives from Buffalo to Chicago for every homestand. So that's it's like crazy. He, it's insane. <laughs> so he wants, so I, so if it's if it means that much to his to his dad or to him to have his dad in his games, unless he's gonna like drive his dad out to Vegas and just set him up and be like, okay, you don't leave Vegas for the rest of the year. Like it's little, it's to people, it's like little stupid things like that, but it's not stupid at the same time. I mean, those are things yeah. like you got to consider when you get to choose your destination. Like you consider all the little things like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even if it's only for two months or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I, the more that trades happen and the more news comes out and kind of looking at other teams, it's like, I'm just not convinced he's moving. Yeah, I, I feel like he was saying that he'll make his decision like seven to 10 days out of the trade deadline, just in hopes that like the teams that he was like linked to would just make moves before that even happened. Kind of be like, oh no. Oh uh, damn. <laughs> so emotionally torn up that Tarasenko went to the Rangers. Honestly, I think Rangers were probably the only destination that he probably I thought I would have accepted. I thought it was Rangers or Bust. I really did. If Buffalo I still I, I keep saying it, but like it makes sense, but it doesn't at the same time. But it makes sense. If they want if they want to take a shot, you know, like because they're not far out, aren't they? their fucking record currently it's just because the east is such a a monster at this point i think they're close to a wild card they, spot. buffalo also just got murdered by toronto so i don't know <laughs> there's 60 points and they're four points out of the wild card i mean they're there Which florida florida moved up to the wild card they have and five the islanders in hand. The they wild have card. five games in hand on both wild card teams yeah it's possible i Dude, mean buffalo caner gives them a push in the Buffalo what has like their first plus prospects. Buffalo has their first in three seconds. Jesus Christ. Buffalo trades for Kaner, and I would order that the the goat's head jersey and then Kaner 88. I wish it would have just been like that really nice white and gold one. <laughs> they have jersey 18 million in projected cap space as well. Like, if you're Buffalo, like, take a shot. But they also need a goalie, man. I don't know how they think they're going to be doing this with, like, a 23-year-old pretty much rookie. Actually, he is a rookie. He's only played, like, 20-some games. And Craig Anderson. And then Eric Comrie, like, a career backup. Anaheim apparently is looking to give uh, Gibson a fresh start. Pick up Gibson and Kaner at the deadline. I mean, if you – yeah, you could get Gibson, and then he can be your goalie of the future. That wouldn't be bad. And then Kaner as a rental for like a a quick little pop at the playoffs and see, I don't, see if you can make some noise. I don't think Buffalo makes that trade, though, without some sort of extension agreed upon. I think that would be for a Kane. Huge, yeah, I think that's I think for Gibson. Spot. Gibson doesn't need sign for a minute, though. 
Uh, oh wait, I don't know. Is he not have a? He's got he's got um more like tenure or whatever. Gibson. Oh, he's got more term. Yeah, he's he's got like four years after this year. Yeah. So he's that got one. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking Buffalo could be just good. do it, Buffalo, and give us a first. <laughs> Come on, and football first team plus your football team isn't pulling it off. You let your let's take some of that money out of the football fund, put it into the hockey fund, and get a good hockey team again. Yeah, they're geez. all owned by the same people. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I think I think I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else could they give us? <laughs> They have like a lot of oh they have like so many prospects but I don't know if any of them are good. Would you take Jeff Skinner's contract on? No, he's actually having like a not bad season. It's one of those not bad years for him. He's got fifty four points in fifty two games. They have the most cap space in the NHL too. Yeah, until next year when they have a bunch of deals kick in. That's when Tage Thompson kicks in, Dylan Cousin kicks in, yeah. um, Samuel or Matias Samuelson, his deal kicks in. That's what, let's see, like so that's 18, 18 million altogether. Yeah. And they only have 16 or and they have 18 million in projected cap space currently. So that's why like it would make sense to just like get a rental at Kaner. Yeah. And maybe get Gibson. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. But I don't think Buffalo's gonna do that. It would be great, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right. I got nothing for hot stock. Great. I got a question for you then. All right. <laughs> Out, since January 1st, the Blackhawks have like an okay record. Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, – let's see. How do I want to do this? I'm going to ask you who has a better record, and you tell me if it's the Blackhawks or this other team. Why do I feel like all the answers give me the Blackhawks? <laughs> uh, it's not, but I, oh, all right. So Blackhawks or the Predators? Blackhawks. No, Predators have a better record. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Blackhawks. Fucking fallen. Blackhawks or the Avalanche? Avalanche. Avalanche have a better record. Yeah. Uh, Blackhawks or where's the other one? The Jets. want to say Jets, but I feel like. Because Avalanche are catching up to them quick. So I'm going to say Blackhawks. Jets. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the only reason I did that was because it, like I didn't want to throw it too far off. But it's only the Jets, the Predators, and the Avalanche are the only teams in the Central that have a better record than the Hawks since January 1st. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Hawks also have a better record since January 1st than the Golden Knights, the Flames, well, the Stars, obviously, because I just mentioned that. And like the Capitals, um, what other surprising teams? Penguins, uh, Sabres, the Wild. Um, yeah, it's crazy. They're tied, they have the same record as the Red Wings right now, and it's basically like 15th in the league. So the, so the Hawks, the Hawks are... have been killing it. Good. All also, <laughs> the Hawks haven't scored a power play goal in weeks. <laughs> yeah, they're, I don't. Yeah. I think they're like 0 and 21 in the recently. I don't know, but it's weird. They've been scoring a like an okay pace like over the last couple of weeks. It's like when they win games, they score goals, and then when they don't win, they're not scoring at all. Wait, so I don't like, believe that because in the last five games, they have a 6.3 power play percentage. Yeah, I said last 21 chances. I don't know. Maybe they had oh, like. You, oh, you originally said. Maybe, yeah, you originally said weeks. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, because it was like during the Vegas game or, or one of the games recently, they were like, the Hawks are 0 for 18 in their last 18. It's like, yeah, okay. Or you could just say, like, the Hawks haven't scored a goal in their last 18 power plays rather than. <laughs> also, I looked it up. Their record against the Golden Knights is 11 2 and 2. Or the yeah. Knights' record against the Hawks is 11 2 and 2s. Yeah. That's stupid. So it was 11 2 and 1 before last night. Yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, they had our number on a team that's declining. Like, yeah. it's yeah, funny. I don't know. Funny. Like, it's it's crazy to me. I was like, I, oh, the been just doing so weird. Well. Power play goal was the one. Oh, the yeah, fucking game tying goal. Yeah, there it is. That's why that's why I didn't remember because I heard the whole <laughs> power play thing leading up oh, to that it. one. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oop, um, there it is. That's funny. It's it's just I didn't 
Jesus Christ. The Dallas Stars are seven, six, and six since the since January first. Well, as I was saying, Colorado is just turning it up and they're getting healthy too. Like Yeah. Landis has been skating, so there's that. Um let's just move on to NHL talk then. Huh? NHL talk. I just have a couple quick notes here. Um Vegas put Mark Stone on the LTIR, freeing up about $9 million in cap space at the deadline, which is why all the rumors for Patrick Kane started, Timo Meyer yeah. started, blah, 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 blah. Vegas, fuck Vegas. I'm, like, so dumb with Vegas and their bullshit. I don't know. But... Oh, shit. I forgot for a Hawks talk. No. <laughs> um, I was looking at the the draft board currently, and it's kind of funny because you know how, like, St. Louis has been cucking – like Patrick Kane. So yeah. they got a first round pick from the Rangers and they got a first round pick from Toronto. And right now, if everything were to end and everybody were to like not move, it's, it's kind of funny. The end of the first round pick 27 St. Louis pick 28 Chicago pick 29 St. Louis. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so we either have to make a, a trade with New Jersey so we can get pick 30 and make a longer sandwich, or we make a trade with Vegas get picked 26 and it goes Chicago, St. Louis, Chicago, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> there is also one report. I saw it too. A rumor that um, St. Louis might be taking that assets. They've been getting to try to go for Timo Meyer. That'd be hilarious. I mean, do it. Fucking yeah. do it because I do not care if San Jose gets better like draft picks because like San Jose, like they're in the West, whatever, but they're in the Pacific. Um, St. St. Louis, do it. Get out of the bottom 10, have no shot at the lottery, don't make the playoffs, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> if St. Louis somehow wins this draft lottery, then we are officially in a nightmare. Like, that's the holy trifecta of fuck you, Chicago, from St. Louis. Or if St. Louis just jumps above us at all. Yeah, that's the last cucking of the season. <laughs> <laughs> For Patty Kane, that'd be awful. Yeah, so, okay, other real quick things on NHL talk. Uh, we already kind of mentioned it, the Toronto trade of Ryan O'Reilly going to Toronto. Um, he's been fitting real well. Got a hat-trick against Buffalo the other night. Fucking let's go. Forgot I still had him my fantasy, so that was awesome. Yeah, didn't he uh, score his first two goals, like, right away? It was, like, seven, Not 30, 37 seconds apart. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. They were really quick. It wasn't that he scored his first goal in his first game. It was just when he did score his first goal, his second one came like right after. Yeah, 30 seconds later, something like that. Um, so yeah, part of that trade was also uh what was it? What was it? What was it? Was it? Was Former it? Hawks legend Adam Goddard. Yeah. Uh, there's and then there's Minnesota just randomly in there taking on salary to get a draft yeah. pick, which is hilarious because of their cap situation. Yeah, the fact that they're taking on salary for a team that like has so much dead cap, they're like, let's just add on to it. Yeah. But, but there was like a thing going around saying that like the real money that they spent for that fourth round pick was only like seventy five thousand dollars or something. That's worth it. Yeah. It's good value. I mean, it's not like yeah, whatever. Your your cap space is weird, but like you're really only spending like seventy five thousand on a fourth round pick, like all right. <laughs> hey, again, it's Minnesota. It's a central division opponent. Let them make questionable decisions. Okay. Uh, Rangers make another trade. They brought back Tyler Mott um, from the Ottawa Senators. They get, they traded um, who was it? Julian got Gauthier. Gauthier. Would yeah. Have never have gotten that from that. Um, yeah. And then a welcome. 2023 seventh round pick conditional. Um Conditions if New York Rangers advance to the second round of the playoffs, the pick will upgrade to the lower of the Rangers 2023 sixth round pick from either the Rangers or the Jets. I love conditional picks. I really do. I get so confused because they use different terminology when it comes to conditionals. So it says the pick will upgrade to the lower of New York's 2023 sixth round picks. But so then I'm going because I have all their trades for Rangers right now. So now I'm going to the St. Louis one. It's like 2023 first round pick will be the later of the 2023 first of Dallas or there's, yeah. There's just no consistency. So just lower mean 
like the better pick or lower valued pick, like the later pick. Because why would you say later? Why don't you I say like the earlier? I, yeah, I would lower. like why not use the term earlier pick? It's so it's fucking annoying. I think lower <laughs> means like the or lower. say the better pick of that round. Which, yeah, like, that would make more sense. Yeah, when uh, you say lower, like I don't know, like where which what what do you mean lower? Like like the lower number, as in like the sooner one. <laughs> or like the lower valued one. Like I don't understand. Somebody, somebody at Cat Friendly, please respond to my email and get on the show and explain all those questions that we had. <laughs> oh, uh, another another trade that dropped today. Uh Arizona Coyotes add to their all all legend team by adding Shea Weber in a twenty twenty three fifth round pick from Vegas Golden Knight for Dyson, Dyson Mayo. <laughs> I thought it was kind of being I thought I've heard some stuff like he was a decent prospect, or like he's a just like good, okay, okay. I think it's because his name's easy to remember. When you see Mayo out on the ice, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um. So yeah, with this going up as a recording right now, we are eight days, seventeen hours, fifty nine minutes, and eighteen seconds away from the trade deadline. Uh, things are going to be get crazy i think here soon we're just in the eye of the storm right now you got teams building up you know cap space like that apparently the bruins have a deal in place for um of shit defenseman from columbus that i was like why is he getting his nikita zaitsev no uh vladislav gavrikov yeah um, just just, make, oh God. yeah, there's waiting to make another move apparently to happen that, and that trade isn't going to, is going to revolve around the Boston Bruins first round pick. Uh, so lots, lots being discussed. It's just, it sucks because nobody has the cap space at the moment and you need teams like Chicago, like Arizona, Vancouver to brokerage deals. Yeah. Um, you so gotta yeah. get some shit up. It's like it's tough for the teams that want to make those moves because they also probably don't want to give up much, like in terms of like this draft coming up. Yeah, it just like, it sucks because too because it's like this is when you go back and be like, oh, this hard salary cap sucks, and it like I feel like it's really crippling, you know, the league because like thing people love about like NBA is the ridiculous trades that they they make at the deadline. Like apparently there's like just a whole list of fucking trades this year at their deadline. That were just absolutely insane. I don't know anything about it in terms of NBA because I couldn't tell you the last time I followed the NBA, yeah, like, player wise. But there, it's like they have the luxury tax situation, and it's like it's like I wish the NHL would do something with that. But at the same time, you kind of go back to the days of just buying championships like that. Like I don't want the NHL to get to the NBA where it's like they're just buying their. Oh their yeah, like like the MLB basically. Yeah, exactly. Like I just I don't know. There's there's what was it? There was at one point like one player making more than like an entire like Pittsburgh, like, uh, that's Pirates, a, like roster and shit. That's and, like, like a like, chunk oh of the, the LA Dodgers. Like a good, yeah. I think there's like three or four players on the Dodgers that make more money than like two or three teams entire salary. Yeah. It's insanity. But yeah, I mean, something's going to give, um, I just don't expect those like crazy, like Holy shit trades to happen until the cap finally goes up and the escrow is paid off which will probably be after next season. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned, but this coming week, Dallas, San Jose. Oh, yeah, the Hawks. Yeah. Arizona. I was just thinking about it. I was like, I don't remember if we mentioned it or not, but yeah, all the way, a lot of away games coming up. They're about to play Dallas right now. <clears throat> half yep. hour out. And then it's, and then it's March. Then it's March already. Holy shit. Crazy. Time yes. I thought the season was going to drag. Just for how no, bad. Yeah. It's been, an, it's been an entertaining season, <clears throat> I have to admit. As bad it as has. Been doing, it's, been, it's been fun at times. They need to do worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Honestly, like, it's, I've, they're already at the point where it, they're going to be bottom 10 in the league anyway. It would be great for them to be dead last just because of, like, the percentage chance, but. Is it the if bottom they, two or the bottom three? You're guaranteed a top. Is it if you're the bottom two, you're guaranteed a top two pick or a top three pick? I always get this confused. What? 
So if you finish, if you're last, the if you're dead last, you're guaranteed it, top three. It isn't isn't if you're top, the bottom two teams too. Isn't the, the or the well, bottom? You're, you can only move back two. That's it. Okay, because so only it's only the two. You you can only move back two. That's all. Okay, so the Hawks need to finish top two or bottom two, essentially. But yeah, if they finish second and then two teams move up, they move to fourth. Oh, okay. Never mind then. That's all it is. I can't do it's, my math right it's now. Just, okay. It's just the, the last two picks are the lottery picks. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, eh, I don't mean. It's a fucking West Coast trip that they might end up winning a <laughs> bunch of games. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, last thing I have for NHL talk is just McDavid is a fucking freak. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yes. 800 career points. Uh, same night that Leon Dreisaitl gets 700 career points. Uh, they have to do everything together. I think they. I think their last couple like big point achievements like that. It's been the same day. It's funny that his 700 career point mark was the beginning of this season. Yeah. He's- Cause he's at 105. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was I the last even, time we ever ever fucking saw that happen. I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. Yeah. McDavid, what the fuck? And this and here's this time next year, he's probably over 900 already. Like, and here's what's crazy is that he's not even gonna come close to Gretzky's like assist or points record. I don't know. You never. You, you. We'll see what the longevity is like. Yeah, I just. Wow, that's that's nuts. Holy shit! I didn't even think about it that way. Is that what you said? One hundred five already. Yeah. In fifty-eight games, fifty-seven games, fifty-six. He, he probably has the best. I mean, currently best chance at reaching total points to Gretzky's assists. <laughs> yeah. That's that's unreal. Um, let's see. I'll tell. I just want to do this really quick and see. Yeah. For some reason, you can't see records on NHL.com. I get bad message every time. Oh, weird. I don't even know where that is. Oh, you <laughs> stats. Oh, records.nhl.com. It probably oh, works for me. Fuck. All right, whatever. Um, what's what's Gretzky's assist again? Oh, fuck. Um, let me, I'm trying to find it. I'm just, I, I, you know what? This is why I just go to page hockey reference. Yeah. Hockey yeah. reference all the time. 1,963 career assists. 1,963. Damn. Uh, yeah. Why not? That's he's already, he's already at 800. He can easily hit 900 next year. And then he'll probably be, he could probably finish the season next year at nine, 950. And then he's pretty much halfway there. And it would only be what, oh, nine, nine seasons? Old. That's insane to me. That's just, that's just mind blowing. I don't know. McDavid, you're a, f- he's a freak. Freak. Fastest kid alive. Um, all right, I got nothing else. You got anything? Nope. Let's all see. right, episode 213. McDavid is already 180 on the all time points leader list. He's just wasting away in Edmonton. Yeah, all right, what are you gonna call it? Oh, uh. This might be my favorite segment always is you being surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think like, should it be like a caner? Uh, oh, it should be Gold Cutman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gold Cutman? Welcome Zaitsev. Uh... Let's see, we talked about Zaitsev, we talked about Taylor. Oh, about the Kane. greatest goal never scored. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Greatest goal never scored. I like it. Ooh, that was a good one. That might be your best one in a minute. Holy shit. I think so. I think so. <laughs> creative hat on today. All right. <laughs> <It's always laughs> fucking catches me off guard. I'm so. Uh, 
All right, it's episode 213, Greatest Goal Never Scored. It's for Jeremy, it's Tanner. Uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Five Star Review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Social media at WCB Podcast. And, uh, yeah, buckle up. Lots of, lots of trade news going to be coming in the next week or so. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jeremy and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.